This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Undaunted Life, a man's podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Let's get into it. Decoration Day. Sleep, comrades, sleep and rest on this field of grounded arms where foes no more molest nor sentries shot alarms. Ye have slept on the ground before and started to your feet at the cannon's sudden roar or the drum's redoubling beat. But in this camp of death, no sound your slumber breaks. Here is no fevered breath, no wound that bleeds and aches. All is repose and peace. Untrampled lies the sod. The shouts of battle cease. It is the truce of God. Rest, comrades, rest and sleep. The thoughts of men shall be as sentinels to keep your rest from danger free. Your silent tents of green we deck with flagrant flowers. Yours has the suffering been, the memory shall be ours. Guys, that is the poem Decoration Day by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. So this was a poem that he wrote uh, to commemorate the time uh, back in the day after the Civil War, whenever they basically called it Decoration Day. So for the fallen soldiers of the Civil War, they would basically decorate their grave sites. Uh, They would decorate them with flowers or flags or things like that. And it is Decoration Day that actually eventually gave way to what we know as today as Memorial Day. And so today I'm going to do a little tribute uh, for Memorial Day. So we're going to do uh, a few different things. We're going to talk about a few things uh, and then we'll get you guys out of here because this is just a special episode. But uh, for me, Memorial Day is a very important day. And this is, you know, nobody in my immediate family has served in the military, uh, but I have lost friends overseas. I have some very, very close buddies that have lost brothers overseas. And so it's a very poignant day. For the country, it's a very emotional day for a lot of people. And here's the thing is, you know, we have Memorial Day and we have Veterans Day. And, you know, unfortunately, I feel like most people are only thinking about our men and women in uniform on those days. Right. And occasionally when they're shown on television, holding the flag at a football game or something like that. But um, as I've mentioned a lot before, I have a tremendous amount of respect for the men and women that serve and especially for those that have died. So for me, uh, I have never served in the military. Uh, that is for me pr- probably one of my greatest regrets in life. Uh, obviously, I'm I'm very happy with the life I have now. I'm happy that I have this ministry. I'm happy that I have my wife of ten years and all the things that have come with that. But there is a huge part of me that wishes that if I could somehow have all of those things and still have served in the military, that I would I would choose that. And so, but it's not something that I've done. And so. For me, I have a tremendous amount of respect and I try to do all that I can to support the families of the military and the military men and women themselves. And so Memorial Day is one of those somber days where we also get to celebrate the people that have passed on. 
So these are the people that have passed away in combat, in training, and in any way uh, to basically give service to us here as citizens of the United States, whether that's here domestically or abroad. And so uh, Memorial Day is is a very fun day for a lot of people. Yes, it's a three-day weekend, but obviously it is about way more than hamburgers and hot dogs. It is about this tremendous sacrifice that we all basically get the benefits of. Um, now, this weekend has been kind of unique in terms of Memorial Day because I kind of do my own uh, thing uh, that I do every year to celebrate, and I'll talk more about that in a second, but I was invited to an incredible, incredible event that I wanted to tell you about uh, where I was yesterday. So this was up in Tulsa, and this was the National Gala for Folds of Honor. And so if you're not familiar with Folds of Honor, I'll I'll put the website in the show notes so you can check it out yourself. But the, the long and short of it is, is this was a basically a ministry, but it's a charity that was started back in 2008 with the idea that um, the family members of men or women that have been killed or severely disabled in war fighting for our country, that this ministry and this uh, charity would actually pay for them to go to school. Basically make sure that they would not leave college with any student loan debt. And this has been a charity that has grown tremendously. Uh, it has given out thousands and thousands and thousands of scholarships. And I think last year, I'm trying to remember the, the what they said in the notes, but it was like, you know, I think it was like $120 million. If I got that wrong, I apologize, but it was just an absolute astounding number in terms of the scholarships that they've given. But one thing is since 2008, they've given away a steady increase every single year, more scholarship recipients, but also more total in terms of scholarships. And there are a lot of people that are on board with this, but uh, one of my good buddies was actually receiving a award there that evening. Um, And it was a star studded affair. It, It was very, very interesting to have some of those people in the room. So Richard Carnes, you might know him more as Al Borland was there kind of hanging out. Um, you know, Larry, the cable guy actually was there and he hopped on stage for about 20 minutes and did a little set, which was awesome. Uh, Kevin Sorbo, uh, who's been in some faith-based movies here recently, God is not dead. Uh, he was Hercules back in the day, still does a lot of movies, directing and acting. He actually sat next to me at our table. And so for uh, about a couple hours, I got to talk to him about his life and about, you know, how he moved out of California because of the, the politics and the taxes and all that stuff stuff. And we just, we had a very good time uh, chatting with one another, but the general gist of it was, is that all these people are in this room because they support this tremendous cause. It was an unbelievably patriotic and emotional evening because they basically sandwiched the evening with stories at, at the beginning and stories at the end of people that have been direct recipients of the scholarship. And if you think about it, people that are direct recipients of the scholarship have lost somebody. And so there were four stories at the beginning and four stories at the end, and they basically uh, told us about who they lost. And they're sitting there holding a folded up flag, right? The Like the one that is presented to you uh, at a military funeral. And they're giving us their story. And man, it was just, even, even sitting here right now, it's just like, it's getting me a little bit choked up because it's just like the level of sacrifice that these people have experienced. And, and it was all walks of life. It was, you know, uh, adult teenage or adult uh, women who lost their dad when they were like three years old. And so they did basically didn't have a daddy their whole lives. And then you had spouses uh, that lost, uh, last lost somebody. You had little kids who basically their dad deployed when they were four months old and then died overseas. And so they never actually got to meet their father, but you know, they're kind of living in his shadow and, and trying to uh, uphold his memory. But it was just an incredible experience to be in a room with about 700 people where everybody was on the same page that we were all there to raise money and to raise awareness for these kids that ha- and and these adults that have had massive amounts of pain brought onto them 
and it wasn't their doing. And now they're having to live in the ashes of a little bit of that wrecked life. And the, the cool thing about that is some people would, would use that loss as an excuse to ruin their life as well, right? Oh, I lost my dad at an important time in my life. I think I'm just going to rebel and ruin my life too. But, but these were eight stories of people that were overcomers. These were people that are so unbelievably resilient. And so that, that was a, a crazy start to my Memorial Day weekend. Really? I mean, well, it wasn't the start. It was on Sunday, but you get the idea. But just being around those people and and seeing the joy on their faces and seeing the joy on the faces of people that are raising money and raising awareness for this cause. I mean, just it was an incredible, incredible evening. But then we fast forward to this morning and uh, I did what I do every year and have done for the last, I don't know, five or six years. And that is the Murph Challenge. And so for any of you that are not aware of the Murph Challenge, it is because of Lieutenant Michael Murphy. So Michael Murphy, uh, I'm not going to get into his whole big bio here. I actually am. I'm going to uh, put in the show notes here. There's a video of George W. Bush doing his Medal of Honor ceremony. It was posthumous, obviously. So if you don't know the story, you'll know here in a second. But he was on Operation Red Wings, which was an operation that basically gave way to the book or the movie that you're familiar with or should be familiar with, Lone Survivor. And so Michael Murphy um, was one of four guys that were way, way behind uh, enemy lines and trying to take out a high value target. It absolutely went to crap. And these four guys uh, basically spent uh, the rest of their uh time there, which was a short period, except for Marcus Luttrell, basically defending one another and defending themselves, trying to escape. Um, But the reason why Michael Murphy sticks out for a lot of people is because of the heroic deed that he did trying to save the lives of the people that he was fighting with. So where they were up in the mountains of Afghanistan, they could not get even a satellite call out to call for a QRF or a quick reaction force or just some sort of reinforcement or to drop bombs or something like that. They needed some some assistance. And so where they were, they weren't able to get that information out. And so as the as the story goes and as is what happened, Michael Murphy actually walked out to a clearing. Now they are being shot at by dozens, if not hundreds of fighters of Muslim fundamentalist fighters, right? Terrorists. And he walks out, he exposes himself basically to enemy fire, and he goes to the top of what what amounts to a hill, which has no trees, which is above a certain line so he could get the satellite call out. And he makes a satellite call and he connects with uh, the base and they're able to kind of figure out what they need to do, figure out where exactly they are on the mountain. And the entire time, Michael Murphy is being shot at and he's being shot, right? But if you find the audio, I'll try to find the audio as well. Maybe put that in the show notes as well of his call. He's calm. He's very calm. Giving them the information that they need. He's not frantic. He's not screaming. And he says, thank you at the end of the phone call. So, I mean, this is just me kind of just conjecture at this point. I almost feel like Michael Murphy knew he was going to die right then. He knew it, but it didn't matter. He was at peace with that. And for a lot of SEALs, if you know any, they're at peace with dying, especially if that means they can save their brothers. If they can die instead of their brothers, they'll do that all day. They'll do that every time. And so... Michael Murphy became an instant legend for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. And again, he has a grand story and that doesn't necessarily put him above any other uh, person that has sacrificed and paid the ultimate price in order for us to have our freedoms. But it is kind of unique. His story is a little bit unique. But now let's get back to what the Murph challenge is. And so uh, Michael Murphy was obviously called Murph by a lot of people. But one thing he did is he, he was a workout freak. He was a Navy SEAL. And there was a workout that he did that uh, they basically named after him after he had passed away. And the 
workout was a one mile run, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, and then another mile run. And the kicker is, is you do that entire thing with either a weighted vest on or body armor. So typically between 20 and 25 pounds worth of extra weight weight on top of your frame. Okay. And so this started years and years ago, but the CrossFit community really, really picked this up to where they were going to do the Murph challenge on Memorial Day every year as a, a memorialization of Michael Murphy, but also the other people that have died serving our country. And so that is something that I've done. Again, it's been five or six years running and there are a lot of different ways to do it. So there are people that do it without the weighted vest. There are people that do it with, I've done it with the weighted vest every time there's a partitioning and non-partitioning. So non-partitioning is basically where you do everything straight through. So so you've got to do the 100 pull-ups before you move on to the push-ups, and then you got to do 200 push-ups before you move on to the air squats and so on and so forth. A lot of people partition, so they'll break it up into chunks. Maybe they'll do, you know, five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 20 air squats, and, you know, just something like that, or 15 air squats. They basically find their way to the end of that workout. And so that is something that I did, and uh, I... Um, a goal that I set for this year. Since I do it every year, I finally had a buddy, a shout out to Chris Zerzeby down in uh, Lawton, Oklahoma, Cash, Oklahoma. He basically was like, Kyle, well, you do the Murph every year, but you, you want to set stretch goals. So what's your stretch goal for the Murph? And so, you know, his voice was in the back of my head whenever I was doing my goals for 2019. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to do the Murph this year, but I'm not going to do any Murph specific training leading up to the Murph. And I'm also going to try and beat my personal record time. So my personal record time was some, it was like 45 minutes was my personal record time. And so when I say no Murph specific training, what you see a lot of people do whenever they're preparing for the Murph workout, they're doing a ton of work with that weighted vest. Okay. They're, they're upping the amount of running that they're doing. They're upping the amount of pull-ups that they're doing, like everything that they're doing, they're doing to an insanely high degree. Right. And so they, they usually typically you will do this three or four weeks out to really get their bodies ready to perform well during that workout. So let's go ahead and fast forward to this morning. Uh, we had a late night last night uh, driving back from Tulsa from that gala. And I was like, man, I want to go ahead and get this in early so I can have the rest of the day to, to do some other things. But I woke up this morning and I did not feel real well, right? So, uh, you know, had a, stomach wasn't feeling great from, from the night before because we ate, you know, the gala dinner was a little bit later than normal. And then we, we ate a little bit of food on the ride home as well because we were both a little bit still hungry. So I woke up this morning not really feeling well. Uh, and I was tired. Right. I mean, it was one of those things when my alarm went off, it was just like, oh, I mean, I just kind of snapped too. but it was like, oh my gosh, I was like super, super out cold. And so I was like, this is not a good start. This is not a good start to the day. But long story short, you know, I get out there, I get warmed up, uh, I get everything squared away. Uh, I do have a flag, uh, American flag on the wall of my gym. So basically I played the national anthem real quick, paid my respects to the flag, and then I got going. And so, um, the thing is, is I did it with the weighted vest and I partitioned it. But the thing that was interesting this year is I got off to a mega fast start. I mean, the run felt really good. And again, I don't do distance running. If anything, I do sprints. And then basically I do jujitsu as my other cardio. And then I get back and I start doing the lift portion. And so the interesting thing about that is I tried something very different this year. I was doing seven, 14, 21. So seven pull-ups, 14 push-ups, and 21 air squats. And then like the last set, you know, after the math kind of goes down, like the 15th set is basically two, four, and six. And so that was something new that I was going to try because, you know, for a lot of people, five pull-ups is maybe too few. Ten maybe is a little bit much when you start getting into the seventh, eighth sets and that kind of thing. But I get through that and it's going really, really well time-wise. And then I get to that last mile 
And at one point in the mile, I did have to stop, felt like I was kind of overheating a little bit. So I just kind of squatted down real quick, took some slow, deep breaths, tried to lower my heart rate and then kept going. Uh, but by the time I got back uh, after that last mile, I saw that I had actually set my personal record for the Murph workout. And I beat my personal record by about 10 minutes. So my final time was 35 minutes and three seconds. And so, um, which, you know, wait, that that's great, right? Oh, you kind of got a personal record, but again, the thing that was overwhelming to me the whole time you're doing this workout, because it's a tough workout, no matter how you slice it, no matter what kind of shape you're in, it's tough. The whole time I was just trying to remember about the men and women that died and then also their families. I was trying to remind myself of that because, you know, I'm huffing and puffing and, you know, I'm trying not to, you know, rip my blisters off my hands and, you know, things are starting to get sore and you're like, you know, you're just wanting it to be over because it's miserable. Working out for people is really miserable, especially when you're doing stuff like this. That's really high intensity, but this is temporary for me, right? I mean, it was 35 minutes of, of <laughs> torture and then I was done, right? My wife brings me a Gatorade and, and some ice water and, you know, basically I open up the door, get a breeze going in the garage, right? But then I just kept thinking about the families where the horror of their lives hasn't stopped because their dad is still gone. Mom is still gone. Their spouse is still gone. So, and I'm not coming down on anybody because I'm guilty of this as well. We, we put so much emphasis on Memorial Day to the Murph workout, right? And how much dieting we did beforehand so we'd be ready to go and how we hydrated like starting two days before and how we upped our training and all that. And all that's perfect and all that's great. But guys, all we did was exercise. All we did was work out. And it's fun, especially if you do it with a crowd and you do it with other people. And I've done that before. It's, it really is great fun. And I would encourage every single one of you to do it every single year. But at the end of the day, we just worked out. We just have to remember why we did it. And it's not just for Michael Murphy. It's for all of them. This country has lost hundreds and hundreds of thousands of soldiers in our defense. So when you do the Murph workout, that would be my encouragement to you. So the, the thing about this, and, and this is going to be a shorter podcast than normal, but this all kind of comes back to the importance of living a life that is worth the sacrifice because they gave up everything so that we could do whatever it is that we're doing. For me to, you know, yell into this microphone, for you to listen to it, for all of us to go watch movies and, and go out to eat and sit on our, on our butts and watch TV and do all those different things. We don't have to worry when we put our heads down on our pillows because we are defended, right? And, and for most of you guys listening to this podcast, you're Christians, you're Christ followers. You know, God's got this in the bag. You know how the story ends, but still it makes you feel a little bit better knowing that you're safe. And the thing about it is when you think about Memorial Day and you think about the debt that we owe to these people, we can't actually repay them this debt. You know, if you're like me or maybe like you, when you see a military family come in for dinner, you know, you ask your server, hey, can you bring me their check and, and don't, don't bring any attention to me. I just want to take care of their dinner. 
Maybe you see a guy in line behind you uh, on the coffee and he's in his fatigues or whatever. And you're just like, hey, let me take care of your coffee. Thank you for your service. You run into a guy at an airport and, you know, he's got his duffel bag and he looks like he's ready to go uh, go off either to boot camp or to war. And, and you just tell him you appreciate everything he's doing. Then that's all good. And you should do all of those things. And you should teach your kids to do those things as well. But we are not repaying the debt by doing those things. Again, you should do them, but we're not repaying the debt. In my opinion, and in a lot of people's opinions, the way that we repay the debt that is owed to the fallen and to their families that are still here after they've gone is to live a life that is worth their sacrifice. Live a life that measures up to the standards that those people set for themselves. Because if you're not developing yourself, if you're literally not pushing the boundaries of who you think you are, and, and for our purposes and how we say it, if you're not cultivating manly resilience and you're not forging spiritual, mental, and physical toughness every day, you're not living up to the sacrifice. And so this isn't some coaching session for most of you guys out there. I'm, I'm sure for some of you, it's going in one ear and out the other. But for those of you that are still listening, again, there's nothing more important that we can do than to live a life that is worth the sacrifice and worthy of the sacrifice of the fallen. And so I hope I've been able to do a little bit to encourage you all with that. So a couple of links that I have in the show notes for you. I've got the Folds of Honor website there so you guys can go and check that out. Uh, we have the Medal of Honor presentation that I told you about for Lieutenant Michael Murphy. And then also, uh, I, I would have just put the audio in this podcast, but last year on Memorial Day, Jocko Willink uh, read something called Remember Me. It's about a 10 minute long video, but it's powerful. I mean, most of you guys out there listen to Jocko, uh, but I would certainly, certainly uh, urge you all to listen to that. But how we're going to end the podcast today is we are going to play TAPS. And then there's going to be a moment of silence that I would encourage all of you not to skip over uh, or fast forward through. Um, but TAPS is obviously the song that is played at most military funerals. Uh, if you've ever been to a military funeral, it is absolutely astonishingly emotional when the bugler actually plays that song. Because the song's only about a minute, minute and a half, depending upon how slow or fast they do it. But um, it's just a very... Very moving song. And so uh, I want to leave that with you. And I want you to remember uh, those that have fallen. For those of you that have loved ones that you've lost, um, just know that my, my heart hurts for you. And I would just urge you to stay strong and stay resilient. And then again, there will be about a minute of silence after that so that y'all can focus on those that we have lost. <laughs> 